This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Emmanuel Mbakwe with the Word of God. It gives me great joy to be able to bring God's Word this morning. I'm particularly thankful to God for the insight and the inspiration that, I, that came as I waited on Him. I always say this, that it, it's always a privilege and I don't take it for granted to serve God in this capacity of preaching the word. And I pray that the grace of God will be with us and be upon me as we come around the word. So let me ask us to turn our Bibles to, or our electronic devices to. John chapter 5. We're going to be in the Gospels this morning. Is that okay? Well, it's okay. Even if you think it's not okay, we're going, that's, that's where we're going to be. John chapter 5. I read, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said, take up your bed and walk. See trouble. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. I want to turn to verse 5 again as our key text. Now a certain man was there who had been, had an infirmity 38 years. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Father, I pray that as your word come to us, that your word will set us free. Your word will change us because there is power in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Unless you sadly have the misfortune of being homeless. Uh, most people have a place that they call home, where they live. Am I right? Yes. Some live in fancy places like Bermondsey. <laughs> For the rest of us, we stay in our Brixton. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Whatever it is or wherever it is that you live, most of us have a place that we call home. 
Um, and the other reality is this. The other truth is this. I found with human beings that a lot um, of us would like more luxurious abode. Would we not? Some of you are lying now. It's church. We're in church. We would like better places, eh? Oh, come on. Let's speak the truth. With far few has fewer hassles. Preferably no bills. All expenses covered. Um, my two hands are up. The tr point is where you live matters. It is said that your postcode is a key determinant of your life chances. Many years ago, I was doing a, a program. I was doing some work and consulting for the DFES, the Department for Education and Science. And a lot of the studies that we looked at, study after study after study, in this country and in the developed nation shows that there is a direct correlation between where people live, their postcode, and how well they do in life. It affected their health, it affects their jobs, it affects their education. Do you understand what I'm saying? So where you live is a clear indication of your condition. Rich people live in rich places, or places for rich people, uh, the converse is also true. So there is a, a stark difference between, um, say, Upper East, New York, Upper West, New York, compared to, uh, let me not say Peckham, I didn't say Peckham, <laughs> somewhere else. Don't throw stones at me. Say Tower Hamlets. Because there are certain places that are socioeconomically challenged. And What's the point that I'm making? I think the point has been made. Where you live matters. As in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. And the question is, and that is the message to today, where do you want to live? Pause on that for a moment. The story of this man and the multitude at the poolside of Bethesda is a metaphor of the human condition. He was living somewhere, yet he was longing to be somewhere else. Are you with me? The man was not happy with his current place of abode. And for me, it represents a picture of humanity that is broken, that is crippled by sin, that is unable to help itself. And the use of the word multitude suggests that it's a lot of people. So I want to suggest that it applies to the whole of mankind. I, I make bold to say that anyone who does not have a personal relationship with Jesus, with God through his son Jesus, is spiritually in the same condition as that man. But the good news is, I said the good news is, all hope is not lost. Thank God for Jesus because Jesus comes to meet us where we are. That's the second conclusion we draw from this passage. In the same way that Jesus came to meet that man, he comes to meet us here in this house through his word. You see, the Bible tells us that God sent his son. He released his only begotten son into the world with a singular purpose in mind. And that is to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to give his life a ransom for many. He came to die on the cross so that we might live. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
And, and, and the, the moving thing for me is that Jesus singled that man out. Imagine, of all the people there. And I want to submit to us that Jesus singles you out. Because he's able to see everyone in their condition. Jesus knew that that man had been in that condition a long time. And he was in, not in an ideal position and the, the condition. And that place was not ideal or conducive for him. Do you understand? And so Jesus was actually saying to him, do you want a relocation? Do you want a change of address? Where exactly do you want to live? Do you want to be made well? Means do you want a change of address? Do you understand? As in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. And I want to submit to us, this is the, thing, the other thing that came to me as I looked at this passage. And God just showed me there are actually three addresses that we can live. We can live in the past, we can live in the present, or we can live in the future. Do you understand? And every one of them is a choice. Sometimes by circumstance you're forced into one place. But there is always a choice to be made because when Jesus comes, there is a transformation available now and, and the word here is choose the man had a past let's deal with the issue of past the man had a past and his past was defined by his condition he was crippled and and he'd been in that condition 38 years what we don't know is whether um, he had been living there 38 years or that his condition was for 38 years or that um, and then he moved there at some point in the future. We don't know. But the bottom line is this, that he had a condition that was for 38 years. He saw people who were functioning normally, and he longed to be like them. Uh, do you understand? I want to say to us that whilst the man was physically present, the man was actually living in the past. Because he was held bondage, and we'll come to a point in a moment. He was held bondage by the trauma of his past. And the truth is, we all have a past. And the question is, where are you living? Are you living in the past? Jesus came to the man. And the reason why Jesus came to the man was to, drive, was to address the issue of his past. Because the issue of his past was defining his presence and limiting his future. And his present was the fact that he was living on the kindness of generosity of strangers. Strangers will maybe give him a little penny here and there. And so he was living in the past, yet he was in the present. He was in the present, but he was actually absent. Because his picture was one of hopelessness, past disappointments. And so Jesus came to him, you're here, my friend, where do you want to live? There are times when our past so overhangs our presence, it clouds our vision of the future. You are so traumatized, you cannot see the way ahead. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The problems are so overwhelming. And so the past, your condition is always something that is so present in your mind that you're not even hearing the questions that are being asked. You're not engaging in the conversations that are taking place. And so when Jesus asked the man, do you want to be well? He went on a story. Jesus didn't ask him, what's happened to you? Jesus simply said to him, where do you want to live? Do you want to be made well? 
Jesus was saying to him, do you want to take a journey into your future? Where do you want to live? Remember the story of in 2 Kings chapter 4? I believe it's 2 Kings chapter 4. The story of um, the, one of the wives of the prophets, the sons of the prophet, where Elisha said to him, she went to Elisha and Elisha said, um, what do you have in your house? What do you want me to do for you? Now, she didn't answer the question. She said, I have nothing. Because her, the, her problems were so overwhelming, it had blocked the fact that she had some, thank God that she remembered. Oh, I have nothing. Oh, except for a little cruise, a little oil. Thank God for the little oil. God, thank you. Remind us of the little oil that we have. You see, because the man, the, she was so messed up, she, but she remembered. And so when Jesus comes to us, he's saying, please, I don't want long stories. Do you want to be well? So the man can, was dwelling in the past, yet he was physically in the present. But Jesus wanted to move him away from his past, his present, and into his future. Do you understand? So the future lay away from that poolside. The man's future was not one of being crippled, but one of being well. His future was not one of being reliant on the charity of others, but being a breadwinner himself. His future was not one of begging, but one of providing for himself. Do you understand what God is saying to us? There is a future that God has for us. His future was not one of being sick, but one of being healed. Where do you want to live? We've already said this. What this tells us is that the man was a prisoner of his past. A prisoner of his own history. This was not a physical jail, but it was mental, it was emotional, and it was psychological. And it was spiritual. And what happens is this, when you are a prisoner of your past, what it does, it confines you, it limits you, it almost barricades you. Father, I pray that you will break people out of jail this morning. It limits your potential. It frustrates your ambition and it restricts your vision. The man was a prisoner of his past and Jesus comes along. He says, do you want to break out of the prison of your history? And that is because past trauma can sometimes stop us from seeing the grace of God. And we see it from human experience. I've seen so many people in this in ministry that they're, they're, they're still controlled by their past. And, 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 and the past, what I've come to know is that the past is often uh, what people have said or done to them, typically in childhood. I don't know who's here and uh, what childhood trauma you're carrying. The Bible says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And every spiritual prisoner of history needs the intervention of God to break out of that jail. You see, man is a sinner and cannot help himself. And the life of that man illustrates the fact that we need divine intervention. We need God to come in and step in for us. I need God. 
I don't know about you. We cannot save ourselves. Only Jesus can set free. The Bible says, therefore, if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Peter knew that he was disappearing out of sight. So he cried, Lord, save me. And the Bible says that Jesus intervened. Lord, save me. Save my brother. Save my sister. Save members of my family. The psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does the, my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The man had been there many years, but he had no one to help him. But Jesus comes and says, I will help you. The other thing to note is that what he was depending on was like a, a kind of healing lottery. Every year, the water is stirred. The people who, get, the one person who will get there will be the one who has a relative or friend who is strongest, quickest, fastest. Are you with me? So if you don't have someone who's strong and fast, well, another year. But thank God for Jesus. Only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can deliver. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When Jesus comes, he brings healing. When Jesus comes, he brings recovery. When Jesus comes, he brings restoration. When Jesus comes, he brings release from the past. When Jesus comes, he brings you to a new place, a relocation from where you are to where God wants you to be. That's why the songwriter says, when Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, all tears are wiped away. He breaks the gloom and fills a life with glory. When Jesus comes, finish the song. Hallelujah. See, Jesus set the man free. He healed him. He relocated him. He gave him a new address. As in the natural, so in the spiritual. We're going to close in a moment. But after the healing comes, beware of haters. Beware of naysayers. Beware of those enemies of progress. Because the Bible tells us, of course, there are vision killers all over the place. No sooner had the man been healed, goes in the temple, ah, okay, um, why, why are you healed? Who healed you? Don't you know, don't they know that Today is a special day. Healings don't take place on Sabbath. We must uphold the law. But the fact, the, the, the truth is, the, the man was just a, a, a victim of collateral damage. They were attacking Jesus and they were also attacking him. I, do you understand? People, people will attack you and attack the gospel because of the issues they have in their own life. Sometimes it's moral issues, sometimes it's spiritual issues, sometimes they bring that cultural baggage and they want to offload it on you. Beware of such people. And the call is that you should live in the freedom that Christ has given to you. Don't go back to the old life. Because if you look closely at the text, and, and, and the, issue, the problem is that there is a tendency towards regression in life. Yeah? Because there are forces... As you move forward, there are forces that are wanting to drag you back. There are those, uh, the haters come in different forms. There are those who think that you have escaped. You've escaped and you've left their ghetto. 
and you're living in a fancy address and they want to bring you back to so you can roll with the boys they want to bring you back to the old neighborhoods in the trap houses in the drug dens where all the nasty things are taking place you see there is also an, a kind of attraction that when you live a, leave a place, it's all you knew. And you're now being taken out of the familiar to the unfamiliar. In the familiar, you were somebody. In the unfamiliar, well, you, you are trying to be somebody. The neighbors are looking at you. I'm speaking out of experience. The neighbors are looking at you and say, this boy, where... Our neighbor actually interviewed us. They thought I was, I was doing drugs. They, they asked us, they asked my wife, where do you guys used to live? Brixton. <laughs> it's a big jump. They, they would be quizzing, wanting to probe, wanting to understand how you ended up there. That's they, some, the neighbors who want to send you back. You, yourself, maybe you don't think you fit. Who makes anyone fit? It's Jesus. Don't look back on the old with rose-tinted glasses. Good old days. No, they were not good. Or they're not as good as you think. That's why the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. Live the new life. The old has gone. The new has come. And Jesus said to him expressly, make sure you don't return back to your old life of sin. And the same warning comes to us. And this is the last point. Let others know that it was Jesus who changed your address. Yeah. Having moved, having relocated, having been spiritually made well, where there is a natural and there is a spiritual dimension of what God is saying. That is why we must have a bold witness and say, Jesus made me well. Jesus brought me to this place. You know that song in Pigeon? Waiting they make you smile. I just they tell them, say. Stop, stop, stop. You're eating into my time. The man had to tell them. We must tell people that the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus is my savior. Jesus is my redeemer. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my provider. Jesus is my life changer. Jesus is my life transformer. Jesus is my restorer. Jesus is the one who relocated me. Tell the world that Jesus saves. Let's proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm going to summarize and then we'll pray. And to tell a time of ministry. Where do you want to live? Do you want to be well? God comes to where we are today and asks us the same question, each one of us. And that question applies to including those who are on, listening to this online. First to those who do not know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Do you want to live outside of Christ? Or do you want to live inside of Christ? 
those who knew him and have backslidden. He says, where do you want to live? The same question applies. It applies to us not just spiritually, it applies physically, it applies emotionally, it applies psychologically. It applies to every spiritual condition. Jesus has come to change where we live. You can live in the past. That's a choice. You can live where you are. That's the choice. But just as Jesus came to that man at the poolside of Bethesda, Jesus came to shift him into his future. Jesus actually shifted him into his future. It is the place of salvation, the place of healing. It's the place of re restoration. And Jesus came to him and said, listen, I've come to change your story. And past trauma can often blind us to and, and cloud our perception, our understanding. So we can't see the grace of God for what it is. Every man, every woman, every child needs the grace of God to move them from where they live to where they should live. Where God has designated for us. And I want to thank God for Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you. That's you're the only one who can save. You're the only one who can move us into our future. The only one who can relocate us from the place of darkness to the place of light. Of course, there will be distractors and naysayers, those, the, the traps that will want to lure you back to the old life. The Bible says, live in the liberty that Christ has given to you. And as we live in this freedom that God through his son Jesus has given to us, let the world know that Jesus is your savior. Jesus is your Lord. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my relocator. Jesus is my life transformer. This Jesus is my king. The question is, where do you want to live? Let's stand together. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Emmanuel Mbakwe of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.